Good afternoon, everyone. According to a dermatologist, apparently your life is at risk if you do not wash these body parts. Uh, we'll tell you which ones, but I think she's talking about the uh, men more than the women. Uh, we'll explain. In the headlines on the update this Thursday, hundreds of foreign nationals and several seriously injured Palestinians are now being allowed to leave Gaza for the first time since the war began more than three weeks ago. Meanwhile, in this country, in Washington, the House, they've rejected an effort to censure Democratic Representative Rashida Tlaib of Michigan, scrapping a Republican attempt to condemn the only Palestinian-American in Congress of her recent rhetoric around the ongoing Israel-Hamas war. We'll have the latest details. Locally, a Cornell University junior accused of posting violently threatening statements against Jewish people on campus was held without bail after his first appearance in federal court. Tis the season for the Christmas tree. An 80-foot-tall Norway spruce from the Bingington area has been selected as this year's Rockefeller Center Christmas tree is going to be cut down and trucked here to the city next week. Mikhail Bridges scored 21, Lonnie Walker the fourth, and Armani Brooks each added 17 apiece, and the Nets erased a 15-point second-half deficit to beat the Heat. And Mexicans in the state of Osaka, they celebrated the Day of the Dead. It's time, of course, to honor deceased relatives with vigils and homemade altars. This is the update. Thursday, November the 2nd, 2023. Celebrating six years of telling New York's stories. From the Tommy Lynn stage at the Urban Dove Charter School in Brooklyn, New York, broadcasting across the nation and around the world, this is the update with Brandon Julian. A three-time winner of the Kingsborough Community College Gold Student Service Award. It's everything that you need to know because anything can happen in New York. Greetings and salutations to you all, folks, every last one of you. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the update on a Thursday, a Thursday that still feels cold. <laughs> Well, I mean, compared to where we were not that long ago when temperatures were in the 80s, I would say this is, um, uh, this is, uh, actually quite magnificent. Uh, anybody who personally knows me knows that I am personally am a fan of the cold. Well, I mean, I prefer that over 100 degrees in humidity. Like, I remember when I was in, uh, when I was in middle school, I used to, uh, go to school when it was snowing with only a jacket. And maybe, you know, the shirt I was wearing, but nothing more than that. Um, there was a phrase that I, that I used to be called, but I don't 
remember because it's been so long. Many people, though, are wondering if the weekend is going to be dry. And dare I can say, it looks like it will be. For the first time in eight weeks, eight weekends, that is, where it looks like we're going to have a dry weekend, it'll be warming up slightly. Just in time for the end of daylight saving time, where, of course, you will remember to set your clocks backwards one hour before you go to bed on Saturday night. Of course, if you, also, if you really think about it, this show is really kind of a bit like Elvis Presley. You think you see us everywhere. We get sighted in malls, airports, everywhere. Uh, thanks very much for laughing at that. It... <laughs> And it always seems to come with fodder like this. So reheat your broadwurst and warm up your TV tray. Because uh, here comes apparently the yucks. <laughs> uh, humor. I'm Brandon Julian. Of course, folks, uh, we appreciate you so much for being here wherever you may be. And however, of course, personally, that you uh, may be listening to us. Lots of news, of course, to uh, catch you up on. We are going to begin uh, this Thursday's proceedings with the latest on the war, of course, between Israel and Hamas. Hundreds of foreign nationals and several seriously injured Palestinians, they're being allowed to leave Gaza for the first time since the war began more than three weeks ago. Their departures through the Rafra crossing follow the release of four hostages by Hamas and the rescue of an Israeli soldier. Meanwhile, Israeli forces are advancing deeper into Gaza and airstrikes struck a refugee camp for the first time. A second time, actually. The Palestinian death, death toll in the war surpassed 8,000, according to the Hamas-run health ministry in Gaza. In the occupied West Bank, 130 Palestinians have been killed. More than 1,400 people in Israel have been killed, most of them civilians in the initial rampage. Meanwhile, back in this country, the U.S. of A., in Washington, the House, uh, they've now rejected an effort to censure Democratic uh, Representative Rashida Tlaib of Michigan, scrapping a Republican attempt to condemn the only Palestinian American in Congress over her recent rhetoric around the ongoing war. A measure to move forward with a censure resolution of Tlaib, a punishment one step below straight-up expulsion from the House, was dismissed with broad bipartisan support as both parties raised concerns about violating First Amendment rights. A Democratic effort to turn in a censure to uh, Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene, the Republican from Georgia, who had sponsored the Tlaib resolution, was called off in response. Of course, we'll have the latest details, of course, on uh, tomorrow's edition of the program. Now, on to some of the other news of this Thursday. And at the civil fraud trial of the former president, uh, his son, Don Jr., has now testified that he never worked on his father's business financial statements. He was questioned yesterday in court about the documents that are now at the heart of this trial that threatened the former president's real estate empire. 
The lawsuit filed by Attorney General Tish James centers, of course, on whether the former president and his business misled banks and insurers by inflating his net worth on the financial statements. The Trumps themselves, they deny any wrongdoing. Out west in Syracuse, uh, a Cornell University junior that was accused of posting violently threatening statements against Jewish people on campus was now held without bail after his first appearance in federal court. 21-year-old Patrick Dye of of Pittsford is charged with posting threats to kill or injure another using interstate communications. The anonymous messages posted this weekend on a Greek life forum rattled Jewish students on the Ithaca campus. Dai waived his right to a bail hearing during his initial appearance in federal court yesterday. His next court appearance is scheduled for November 15th. Meanwhile, uh, the holiday of Halloween is over, much to the disappointment of my wife. So, <laughs> so now that Halloween is over, uh, let's talk about Christmas. An 80-foot-tall Norway spruce from the Bennington area has now been selected as this year's Rockefeller Senna Christmas tree. It's going to be cut down and trucked here to the city next week. Uh, Rock Center officials say that the tree will be cut down on the 9th, November 9th, that is next Thursday, and uh, in Vestal, and will arrive in the city on November 11th. That's going to be that Saturday. After it's wrapped in more than 50,000 lights and crowned with a star, the tree will be lighted, of course, during a live TV event on the 29th. It will be on display until January 13th of next year. In other news, speaking of the holiday that's about three weeks from now, we all know that Cher is obviously a superstar. But even a superstar is happy to be the opening act when it comes to good old Santa Claus. Organizers of the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade have nabbed the Oscar, Emmy, and Grammy-winning, award-winning writer. (laughs) Let me try that again. Organizers of the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade have nabbed the Oscar, Emmy, and Grammy Award winner for their 97th annual event. Cher will make her appearance just before the parade's end, signal by the arrival of Santa's sleigh. This year's parade is going to feature 16 giant character balloons, 26 floats, 32 novelty and heritage inflatables, 12 marching bands, 700 clowns, 8 performance groups, and a partridge in a pear tree. All right, the last part isn't true. (laughs) The parade, of course, is going to air on NBC and stream on Peacock. And finally, speaking of the holiday that just ended, what do you possibly think would top the worm? Well, Heidi Klum unveiled her costume on Tuesday night, of course, hosting her annual Halloween bash as... Uh, a peacock. A Clums' party has been a staple of the spooky season for more than two decades, drawing a host of celebrities since its first iteration in 2000. 
the German-born supermodel typically undergoes hours of makeup. Last year, she emerged as Fiona from Shrek, uh, Jessica Rabbit from Who Framed Roger Rabbit in other years, and also a giant rainworm. The more you know. Time for us to step aside momentarily. When we return on the update this Thursday, we have a few important messages to tell you from the MTA. Gonna talk some sports and how the Nets are just adding to the Heat's misery. Uh, with the loss to the to the Nets, they are now starting the season at 1-4. and four. It's the worst start for them since they started 0-5 in 2007. Apparently, according to a dermatologist, your life is at risk if you do not wash these key body parts. I'm not sure if they're talking about the men or the women, but I think it's important for y'all to actually pay attention. (laughs) And then later, we're going to uh, talk together, of course, the latest national news. In Minneapolis, the president says that he thinks that there should be a humanitarian pause in the war between Israel and Hamas. Going to talk about this, folks, and a lot more, too, of course, when the update Brandon Julian returns in just a moment. Brandon Julian. Uh, you know, folks, I, I don't know about you, but, this, you know, this kind of feels like a bit of a misdemeanor. You know, I think I might have just summoned something. This is the update with Brandon Julia. Available wherever you listen to podcasts. Her words weren't written under peaceful shade, but under fear for her life. Everyone has inside a piece of good news. For two agonizing years, she worried about being caught by the Nazis. The good news is that you don't know how great you can be. Though her story ended early, her words live on. I don't think of all the misery, but of the beauty that still remains. With her positive outlook, Anne Frank continues to fill us with hope. Hope. Pass it on from PassItOn.com. Maybe he was born with his witty humor. Some people bring joy wherever they go. Some whenever they go. Or as a frontier newspaper reporter. There's nothing to be learned from the second kick of a mule. Maybe he got his insights from being a riverboat captain. Never argue with a fool. Onlookers may not be able to tell the difference. Wherever he went, Mark Twain found humor all around. Humor. Pass it on. From PassItOn.com. Brandon Julian. You know, if I get, if I read something wrong in the script of stories that I have for the program, my producers during the break will come up to me and be like, what's wrong with you? And I'll usually say something like, I don't know, just pissed. I don't want to go home. Why is that? I think my house is haunted. Why do you say that? My wife is there. <laughs> and it's nothing mean on my wife. Nothing rude about it either. I love her dearly. But every once in a while, she'll just give me the look with her eyes that just says, Get out. 
This is the update with Brandon Julian. Available wherever you listen to podcasts. Keeping an eye on the roads, the rails, and the skies, it's time for traffic and weather together. Beginning at midnight on Saturday, November 18th to 4 a.m. on Monday, November 20th and on several weekends in early 2024, seven and N trains will be suspended between Queens and Manhattan because of the Queensboro Plaza Accessibility Project. On these weekends, seven trains will not run between 74th Street, Broadway, and 34th Street, Hudson Yards. N trains will not run between 39th Avenue and 57th Street, 7th Avenue in Manhattan. N trains will run in two sections, between Coney Island and 57th Street, and then via the Q line to 96th Street. And a shuttle train will run in Queens between Astoria Dittmar's Boulevard and 39th Avenue Dutch Kills. The Long Island Railroad will accommodate customers at no additional cost for trips between Flushing, Metz-Willets Point, Woodside, and Penn Station or Grand Central. Additional service will run on the E&R lines to accommodate customers. E&R trains are available at Jackson Heights Roosevelt Avenue, Queens Plaza for the R train only, and intermediate local stops. Trains will run every eight minutes on each line during days and evenings. Free shuttle buses will run between 74th Street, Broadway, and Queens Plaza, making all seven train local stops. The Q93 between Queens Plaza and Vernon Boulevard, Jackson Avenue, and the Q92 overnight between Times Square, 42nd Street, and 34th Street, Hudson Yards. Beginning August 28th through the first half of 2024, F trains will run on the E-Line at all times in both directions between Rockefeller Center and Jackson Heights Roosevelt Avenue because of track replacement along the 63rd Street line. On weekdays, M trains will not run between Rockefeller Center and Forest Hills 71st Avenue. M trains will run between 57th Street on the F line and Metropolitan Avenue. A special F shuttle train will run every 20 minutes between Lexington Avenue, 63rd Street, and 21st Street, Queensbridge, stopping at Roosevelt Island. The shuttle train will not run overnight. Free shuttle buses will run between 21st Street, Queensbridge, and Queens Plaza on days and evenings, and between Roosevelt Island, 21st Street, Queensbridge, and Queens Plaza overnight. Beginning June 26th through January of 2024, seven express trains will run only between 74th Street, Broadway, and Flushing Main Street in both directions because of station enhancement work and escalator replacement. 
During rush hours, seven express trains will make all local stops between 74th Street Broadway and 34th Street Hudson Yards. Through early 2024, Manhattan-bound seven trains are skipping 111th Street and 82nd Street Jackson Heights because of station improvements. For nearby service, use a Flushing-bound 7 train or use the Q32 or Q48 buses on days and evenings along Roosevelt Avenue. Through December of 2023, Jamaica Center-bound J and Z trains are skipping 75th Street, Elders Lane, and Woodhaven Boulevard because of accessibility work and station improvements. During rush hours, skip-stop service on the Z train will not be running. For nearby service, use the Q56 bus making stops along Jamaica Avenue. Beginning Monday, February 27th, the passageway connecting the 1, 2, 3, F, L, and M trains at 14th Street is closed because of accessibility improvements. If you normally transfer between the 1, 2, 3, F, L, and M trains at 14th Street, 6th Avenue, you still will be able to for free via an out-of-system walking transfer between 6th and 7th Avenue. The New York City Police Department would like to remind you to keep your belongings in sight and to stay aware of your surroundings. If you see something suspicious in the station or on the train, tell a police officer or an MTA employee. MTA crews are here to help us get around. Let's treat them with respect. Assaulting a New York City Transit employee is a felony, punishable by up to seven years in prison. The fare on local, limited, and select bus service is $2.90, with the exception of the BX-18A, BX-18B, B60, M116, Q4, Q4 Limited, S46, and S96 Limited, starting September 24th. Transfers on all other lines must be requested upon payment of the cash fare. For the S79 Select Bus Service, pay your fare on board the bus. For all other Select Bus Service routes, pay at the kiosk outside and hold your ticket for the duration of your trip for possible inspection. The fare on express buses is $7. Coins are not accepted as a payment on express buses. Now, with the latest scores and highlights, it's time for the sports update. So, um, Nets and the Heat playing down in Miami. If you're an NBA person, you'll know... (laughs) That the Heat have not had a good start to the season. They have, after winning the first game of the year, they've lost three in a row. And the Nets just continued to add to that misery. 
Mikhail Bridges, he scored 21. Lonnie Walker, the fourth, and Armani Brooks, each at 17 apiece. And the Nets erased a 15-point second-half deficit to beat the Heat 109-105. Dorian Finney-Smith scored all 15 of his points in the second half for Brooklyn, and Cam Thomas scored 13. Tyler Harrow added 30 for Miami, which has now dropped four in a row to fall to 1-4. and four. That's the worst five-game start for them since they started 0-5 in 2007. And, of course, the tributes are pouring in for uh, the legendary college basketball course uh, coach, Bob Knight. Uh, he died re- the other day at the age of 83. And the tributes that are coming in are basically saying that he won his way. He demanded perfection. He cast aside sport coats for red sweaters. He was fiery, passionate, and innovative. And yes, Knight ushered in the era of the motion offense and used a stingy, havoc-creating defense to turn Indiana's struggling basketball program into a national championship contender. And perhaps nobody appreciated the generals' contributions to the game more than his players and his colleagues. He, of course, are going to be deeply missed. Now, when we return on the update this Thursday... Your life apparently is at risk if you do not wash these body parts. And I'm not saying that. I'm just a humble I'm just a humble podcast host. No, a dermatologist is actually saying these things, so you might want to pay attention. And then later we're gonna talk together, of course, the latest national news. Out in the American West in Denver, Colorado. A judge there has denied a motion by the former president's attorneys to dismiss a case challenging his eligibility to run for president because of the insurrection clause of the 14th Amendment. Got to talk about this, folks, and a lot more, too, of course. But first, ladies and gentlemen, we do have to inform you about the following. Where has the time gone? I really hope that I didn't write that line. Well, maybe I actually did. Time continues to move forward, of course, but it's always nice to look back on the past. It helps us grow as people. Plus, you know, you always have those moments where you're like, oh yeah, I remember that from way back when. Well, that's what we have for you on the update every weekend. And in our new series, where I look back at my favorite episodes from throughout the many years of this program. I've always said over the years that my producers, they love an excuse to have a party. Every weekend, we're going to go into the update vault and play you some episodes from throughout the many years of this program. And in my new special series, where I look back at my favorite episodes from throughout the many years of this show, once a month, I'll play a select episode from that list. I have a whole list of favorite episodes, and we'll play that for you. It's a big party, of course, and you and your friends are all invited. And if you don't know we're having a big party, you will, after you hear this soundbite, declaring that we are having a big party. So, 
every weekend. We'll go look out for the update vaults, play some of our episodes from throughout the many years of this show. And of course, also once a month, look out for the list of my favorite episodes from throughout the years. Keep listening, of course, folks, because it'll be a party that you personally will never forget. Unless you can't uh, remember that party from, you know, the night before. (laughs) Now, of course, the update of Brandon Julian will be right back after these messages. And uh, isn't this exciting, folks? Wow. Oh, don't laugh. Get up notice, but some of you didn't. But uh, that actually is pretty darn good. My producers are getting better. Last year, for a surprise, they left me a 4th of July wiener. I uh, found it on the inside of the couch. All right, it is my duty now to send you back to the remainder of this program. So go, go there now. Brandon Julian, you know, you hear comedians and other people say out there that marriage is an institution that later cost some people tens of millions of dollars to get themselves out of. Or you'll hear people say that marriage is an institution. Well, so is Alcatraz. (laughs) And I'm thinking, you can't compare marriage to prison. And those same people would be like, well, yeah, I guess you're right. I mean, in prison, the warden doesn't max out your credit cards. This is the update with Brandon Julian. Available wherever you listen to podcasts. Hi, I'm Ryan Blaney, a third-generation race car driver. And we dedicate a lot of our time to going as fast as possible. My grandpa Lou is the reason why my dad and I started racing, and I'm really proud to follow on his tracks. But when my grandpa was diagnosed with Alzheimer's, it was a very unexpected bump in the road for us. I've learned a lot on this journey with my grandpa Lou, and the memories of my grandpa will always be with me. It's important to notice if older family members are acting differently, experiencing problems with their memory, or having trouble with routine tasks. Talking about Alzheimer's can be really tough, but if you notice something, have a conversation with your loved one. Encourage them to see a doctor or offer to go with them. Early detection of Alzheimer's can give your family time to explore support services, make a plan for the future, and access available treatments. The Alzheimer's Association provides care, support, and research to help you take control of the situation with your family and manage the disease together. If you or your family are noticing changes, it could be Alzheimer's. Talk about seeing a doctor together. Visit alz.org slash time to talk, a message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. Brandon Julian. Honestly, people, I would do anything for my wife, Tommy, but I know I'm not the best romantic person out there. There are more people that are more romantic than I am. Did you know, folks, that a long, long time ago, Prince Edward abdicated his right to the English throne to the woman he loved? Isn't that unbelievable? He had to choose between the woman he loved or being king of England. And that idiot chose the girl. 
Now, I'm sure, folks, that it was the right moment at that exact moment in time, and I'm happily in a relationship with my wife. But even in the best of moments, each person in a relationship has had a time where they thought, I've made an enormous mistake. But you know what, folks? I bet you never thought I could have been King of England. This is the update with Brandon Julian. Available wherever you listen to podcasts. Indeed, it is, folks. Uh, welcome back to the Update Brain Julian on a Thursday, everyone. Thank you so much, of course, folks, for still being here with us the first week of the new month of November. Not even the first full week, the first couple of days. But uh, lots of stuff is happening this weekend. The New York City Marathon, of course, is on Sunday, taking over all five boroughs. Um, oh, yeah, the end of daylight saving time. Of course, that means we set our clocks backwards. I think I got it right. <laughs> set it, we set our clocks backwards on Saturday night before you go to bed. Uh, believe me, lose an hour of sleep. And that means the sun these days, well, starting next week, that goes down around 4 o'clock. That's going to be something to get used to. Because I work in after school at my job most days until 5 o'clock. So by the time after school is over, it will already be dark. And that's... (laughs) That's something that you just have to start getting accustomed to. Of course, the road to Thanksgiving officially begins. It always seems like the month of November. It goes by relatively quickly. I mean, yeah, it's the beginning of the month. Then the next week, of course, you have those days off for Veterans Day and Election Day. Then the week after is like the only really full week you have because the week after, most of the people are using the first three days of that week to get the hell out of town for Thanksgiving. Or wherever they're choosing to go. Of course, Thanksgiving in town is not that bad, too. You have the Thanksgiving Day Parade. You can either go there in person, or you can watch it from the comfort and safety of your own television. (laughs) Or streaming device, if you have one of those, which I'm sure a lot of people do. But yeah, the month of November is going to go by relatively quick. And of course, is the road to my favorite holiday, Christmas. I've been getting in the mood for the holidays already. I downloaded uh, the Christmas hits from YouTube Music <laughs> to listen to. So I think I am uh, ready by those types of circumstances. Anyway, more to come in the coming days and uh, weeks. But I do know tomorrow is uh, for me, I'm going to Boundless Adventures, part of a retreat with my job. It's a high ropes course, but I know personally I don't do high ropes. Because I feel I have a moderate fear of heights. I can get in an airplane just fine. And I can, if I were ever to go up to the Empire State Building, pretty sure I'd be fine there. But there's something about high ropes and zip lining that just scares the living hell out of me. And I don't think I can accurately explain it. Although maybe I can. I'm not even 100% sure on that fact. But But anyway... <laughs> In the midst of all this, we know we have to uh, keep ourselves clean. Many people take showers. 
Some people might probably even take a bath. You know, as Jim Gavigan once said once, if you're taking a bath, it feels like you have a lot of time on your hands. Like, are you taking a break from ruling ancient Egypt? I have nothing to do, and I will never have anything to do, except to sit in a bath of my own filth. Ah, luxury. I should probably take a shower after this bath, huh? (laughs) But apparently, apparently, according to a dermatologist, if you fail to shower properly, it can leave you with a potentially fatal infection. Uh, Lindsay Zubritsky, who has called herself the Derm Guru on, where else, TikTok. <laughs> she posted a video detailing the three parts of your body that you are probably not washing enough. She said in her video, which has over three million views, quote, I'm a dermatologist, and these are the places you absolutely need to be washing more often than you are. Listen up, folks, because spot number one is behind your ears. Zabritsky cautioned, explaining that dandruff, sebum, I don't even know what that is, and and other head-based buildups often collect there. If you put your finger behind your ear and you notice an odor to it or you feel something, you should be washing it. The second most neglected spot is the belly button. And I want to, I want to warn you, like they say at the beginning of those movies that some, the children are not allowed to watch. Uh, this, uh, the following details may be disturbing to some listeners. I want to say viewer discretion, but we're not even on television. <laughs> so listener discretion is advised. So what happens if you don't clean it? It may be a bit difficult to stomach. Do you get it? Because the belly button's on the stomach. If it's neglected, the belly button can develop an ompelioth, which is also known as a navel stone, for those who don't speak doctor. Uh, Zubritsky said this is a super common area to collect sweat, debris, dirt buildup. In fact, if you're not cleaning it enough, you'll have so much debris and dirt in there that you'll develop a navel stone that looks like this. And she shared a photo of a dirty pebble-like monstrosity in someone's belly button. <laughs> Lastly, if you're measly scraping by on hygiene, if you're not regularly washing underneath your nails. She explains that while you're showering, you really need to get under those nails with a scrub brush to get rid of the dirt, debris, and build up. Uh, not cleaning those three areas properly could mean you're a carrier of methicillin resistant Staphylococcus aureus, otherwise known as MRSA, which is a bacteria that is resistant to several antibiotics. Untreated MRSA infections can lead to sepsis, the body's extreme and sometimes deadly response to an infection, according to the CDC. The symptoms of MRSA infection can include swelling, warmth, redness, and pain. Zabritsky warned, if you are, if you keep getting bacterial infections on the skin, you could be a colonizer of MRSA in those areas. Um, 
the New York Post, the people who actually published this article, they reached out to the Derm, as they called her, <laughs> for additional comment. Meanwhile, her callers took to the comment section of the video to thank her and tell her about their own cleaning habits. One person gloated, quote, every day I'm reminded I'm cleaner than most people. <laughs> Another lamented, I was floored to see how many people did not wash their belly button, found out the hard way or what, or as an OR nurse. But Zabritsky is not the only person encouraging her TikTok followers to improve their bathing habits. Last year, Dr. Jen Caudle shared the five body parts that people aren't washing enough. She included Zabritsky's three spots and also told people to not, not neglect washing their legs as well as their toes. So, you know, just don't forget to wash your toes. It's, it's very important. Even though Halloween is now over in Mexico, uh, Mexicans there in the state of Osaka, they are celebrating the Day of the Dead. Or they did celebrate the Day of the Dead. It was a time, of course, to honor deceased relatives with vigils and homemade altars. Uh, Going to talk about this and more, folks, because national news, it is next for us around here, of course, uh, when the update of Brandon Julian continues. Brandon Julian. You know, it's a big holiday tradition, you know, it's fruitcake. I love all the holiday traditions, as Jim Gavigan once said. You know, like the Christmas tree. My birthday's right next to Christmas. Christmas tree, you know, we go chop a tree, we go put it in our living room. Sometimes I think that's the creation of a drunk man, really. Some woman wakes up. Honey, why is there a pine tree? In our living room. I like it. We're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna decorate it for Jesus. And then I'm gonna hang my socks over the fireplace. Fill them with candy. Maybe I can tie some leaves to a ceiling. See if I can get some action. And now I'm gonna puke on this couch. Merry Christmas. This is the update with Brandon Julian, available wherever you listen to podcasts. The Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council present the story of Cynthia and Ed. My mother was always very active and independent, and she was familiar with her neighborhood. But one day, out of the blue, she stopped at the stop sign for much longer than usual. And uh, she didn't know whether she should go forward or, or turn or just stay at the stop sign. She wasn't even really sure where she was at. She was very concerned. It was very unsettling for her. It's important for you to talk to someone about it, to bring the family in on it. I felt so much better after my son told me, Mom, I don't want you to worry or be afraid. I'll be there for you and we'll figure it out. When something feels different, it could be Alzheimer's. Now is the time to talk. Visit alz.org slash ourstories to learn more. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. Mm -hmm. 
Brandon Julian. You know, Valentine's Day coming up, we surprise the ones we love with those big red hearts, you know, filled with the gamble chocolate. Think about it. Has anybody ever eaten any chocolate of those with any confidence? You're like, oh, this is either going to be really good or horribly nasty. Guess I'm just big enough to find out. Oh, I got the one filled with toothpaste. Gonna take another nine of those to get rid of that flavor. You know, there's a big red heart filled with the gamble chocolate, otherwise there's the tiny heart-shaped antacids. I know I make you nauseous. Here's a Tums with Hug Me written on it. You know, maybe that'll help. This is the update with Brandon Julian. Available wherever you listen to podcasts. Welcome back uh, to the update, Brandon Julian, on a Thursday, everyone. Uh, thank you so much, of course, folks, for still being here with us. You know, let's talk together right now, actually, on the latest national news. And we are going to begin over in Minneapolis, where the president says that he thinks there should be a humanitarian pause in the war between Israel and Hamas. Biden was talking to a room full of of supporters gathered there for a re-election fundraiser when he was interrupted by a protester calling for a ceasefire. The call for a pause was a subtle departure for Biden and and top White House aides. Throughout this crisis, they have been steadfast in stating that they would not dictate how the Israelis carry out their military operations in response to the attack by Hamas militants. In other news, we're going to go out to the American West, out of Denver in Colorado. A judge there has now denied a motion by the former president's attorneys to dismiss a case challenging his eligibility to run for president because of the insurrection clause of the 14th Amendment. District Court Judge Sarah B. Wallace said yesterday that many of the legal questions raised have never been addressed by a court before. Trump's attorneys had moved for an immediate ruling because they said the plaintiffs had not proved that Trump incited, in quotes, the January 6th riot at the Capitol. Earlier, a law professor testified on how the Constitution's insurrection provision can bar a presidential candidate from the ballot. Two former Trump aides said the then-president wanted National Guard protection on January 6th, though it never happened. Over in Phoenix, in Arizona, Nathan Ivaldi, he pitched six gutsy innings, Mitch Garver broke a scoreless tie with an RBI single in the seventh, and the Texas Rangers are the champions for the first time in their 63-season franchise history after beating the Diamondbacks 5 to nothing in Game 5 of the World Series. Symbolism is great, isn't it? The Rangers finished with a postseason record and nearly unfathomable, a perfect 11-0 on the road, capping the fall classic with three straight wins in the desert. One night after Texas took a 10-run lead by the third in a Game 4 snoozer, it finished the series by outlasting the D-backs on a white-knuckle pitcher's duel through eight innings, 
piling on four runs in the ninth for good measure. Good news for the Texas Rangers, even though personally, I uh, I don't particularly care. And over in Bloomington in Indiana, we talked about this a little bit in sports. Uh, the turbulent and brilliant basketball uh, coach uh, Bob Knight has died. He was 83. Knight's family made the announcement last night on social media saying that he was surrounded by his family at his home in Bloomington. Knight led the Hoosiers to three NCAA championships. He was among college basketballs as winning as coaches with 902 victories in 42 seasons at Army, Indiana, and Texas Tech. He coached the U.S. too to the 1984 Olympic gold medal. Uh, his temper was legendary. In 1985, he actually tossed the chair across the court. But he took pride in his players' high graduation rates and was never accused of a major NCAA violation. Uh, that man is going to be very deeply missed. There is more national news for us to discuss, and we will address those, of course, when the update Brain and Julian returns in just 60 seconds. The Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council present the story of Tom and Levi. Tom is the smartest man I know. He's been a professor at two major universities, he's been a teacher for over 40 years. One day, he told me that he was having um, problems in his classes. I think one of the students had asked the question and he didn't remember the answer. And I also noticed that he was letting his class out earlier than they were supposed to let out. And he was telling them that he was doing it as a favor to them, but I think in reality, he just wanted to get out of there. Um, I was really starting to worry because I saw something was wrong. Levi and I talked about how it would change our lives, but he was there beside me, and my love for him was just immense. When something feels different, it could be Alzheimer's. Now is the time to talk. Visit alz.org slash stories to learn more. A message from the Alzheimer's Association and the Ad Council. Uh, welcome back to the update, Brian and Julian, on a Thursday, everyone. Thank you so much, of course, folks, for still uh, being here with us. Uh, you know, we're talking together right now, of course, the latest national news, and we are going to go over to Washington, where the representative, of course, George Santos, he has survived easily a vote to expel him from the House as most Republicans opted to withheld punishment as both his criminal trial and a House Ethics Committee investigation proceed. The effort to kick Santos out of the House was led by his fellow New York Republicans, who are anxious to distance themselves from a colleague infamous for fabricating his life story and accused of stealing from donors, lying to Congress, and receiving unemployment benefits that he did not deserve. But the vast majority of Republicans and more than 30 Democrats have voted against expelling Santos. The final vote was 179 for expulsion and 213 against. In other news, uh, Republican senators, they have angrily challenged the Senator Tommy Tuberville on his blockade of almost 400 military officers. 
that took over the Senate floor for hours last night to call for individual confirmation votes after a months-long stalemate. Tuberville stood and objected over and over and over again, extending its holds on the military confirmations and promotions with no immediate resolution in sight. But extraordinary confrontation between Republicans escalated the standoff as Defense Department officials have repeatedly said that the backlog of officials awaiting confirmation could endanger national security. Tuberville said yesterday that there is, quote, Zero chance that he will drop the holds. Down the turnpike from here over in Trenton in New Jersey, according to Politico, uh, Governor Phil Murphy tapped into a taxpayer-financed expense account for nearly $12,000 at MetLife Stadium, including almost a 1000 bucks for a Taylor Swift concert in 2018. Murphy has asked the Democratic State Committee to reimburse the state for the purchases. The news agency, they cite records showing that the governor spent money on snacks and beverages at several events in 2018 and 2019. A Murphy spokesperson says that the Democratic State uh, Committee was expected to cover the stadium costs. But when it did not, the bill was paid through the governor's $95,000 annual expense account. A Democratic Party spokesperson says the committee regularly pays for food and beverage service at non-governmental events that the governor hosts. And finally, we're going to go down to Santa Maria Atmosmo. I'm not going to get it right. We're going to go down to Mexico where Mexicans in the state of Osaka are celebrating, or they did celebrate, the Day of the Dead. It's a time, of course, to honor deceased relatives with vigils and homemade altars. November 1st is meant to commemorate loved ones by cleaning their graves, decorating with fresh flowers, and gathering around all night long. The local Secretary of Culture says October and November are the dry season when the land languishes. But it is also being reborn, quote, So there is this thought that the dead return to enjoy what they loved in life. The traditions are embraced from childhood and passed from parents to children. I'm going to let you guys ponder on this, as we say, in the words of Walter Cronkite. That's the way it is. Thursday, November the 2nd, 2023. As the update on this Thursday, I'm Brandon Julie, and we appreciate you being here with us. Uh, you know, it just feels like I just left. I just left these to people, and they'll be back next Saturday as part of my favorite episode series, where we play the first episode of this program all the way back in 2017. Uh, <laughs> it's gonna be a lot, man. Time really does go by when you're crisising. All right, so in the words, of course, of Roger Grimsby and Bill Butel, hopefully that your news, folks, will be good news. I thank you very much for joining me. Good luck, be safe, and most importantly, please be well. And honey, I uh, I forgot my keys, so I guess I'm going to be sleeping in uh, in the garage again. We're going to warm up ever so slightly as we look forward to, dare I say, a dry weekend. 
Let's talk about that and a lot more, too, of course, folks, when I see you for the first Getaway Friday in the month of November, right back here tomorrow. See you then.